Thanks for tuning in to the Tom Nicola podcast, the audio version of my written articles. Before we delve into today's article, I want to mention a couple of things I offer outside of my articles themselves. First, the Nicola newsletter. Each Thursday, I send out the Nicola newsletter, which includes two or three of my own articles and a number of other published pieces I've discovered from the previous week. My subscribers love the variety of content, which, for the most part, centers on faith, fitness, and fortitude in this increasingly crazy world. Of course, the Nicola newsletter is free. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Second, I have to mention my online fitness program, Vigor Training. As a member, you get access to a variety of my personally designed strength and conditioning programs, the Vigor Training Facebook group, and other awesome membership stuff. I also provide training tips on your technique when you post videos of the prescribed movements in the group. That way, you not only do the right movements, but you do the movements right. All that is only $29 per month. At least that's the nominal monthly rate at the time of this recording. To learn more or join us, go to tomnicola.com slash vigor. That's V-I-G-O-R. If you're not ready for that, I also have a six-month free strength training program for beginners called Genesis. To get that free program, go to tomnicola.com slash Genesis. All right, on to the article. HIV 2022. Are you ready for the next pandemic? A new HIV variant. Rising cases in some areas. Moderna is working on an mRNA HIV vaccine. COVID cases are falling, along with some pharma stocks. Connecting the dots, you might think we're being primed for a new health crisis, like a reemergence of an AIDS epidemic. With many Americans still keeping masks close at hand and eager to line up for new vaccines like their new iPhones, 2022 would be a perfect time for governments and big pharma to roll out a new health crisis across the globe. Bringing back the old. It's been almost 40 years since public health policymakers and mainstream media led us to believe AIDS would wipe out humanity. You might not remember, but Anthony Fauci was front and center way back then, misleading Americans just as today. For example, here he is using his infamous run-on sentences to suggest that AIDS could be spread through close personal contact with infected people. Of course, no one has ever gotten HIV by being around someone with HIV, yet that didn't stop him from suggesting it was possible, which only helped fuel fear. If you go to the online version of this article, I've got a clip from 1983, a very young Anthony Fauci speaking about AIDS. I actually have a couple of clips of him from back then in this blog post. I've replayed that clip multiple times, marveling at his ability to use big words and run-on sentences to spin a narrative. As Robert F. Kennedy explained in his book, Dr. Fauci's embellishments quickly made HIV positives the modern equivalents of lepers. Paranoia of AIDS from non-sexual contact persisted for years. In New York in 1985, for instance, 85% of school children at one public elementary school stayed home during opening week, while hundreds of parents demanded the school system bar any HIV-positive children from attending classes. 
The Reagan administration made it unlawful for persons with AIDS to enter the United States. The Cuban government quarantined AIDS victims in modern leper colonies. AIDS activists charged Dr. Fauci with causing the irrational, punitive response that followed his hysterical statements. Kennedy Jr., Robert F., The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. Just to be clear, you don't spread HIV through close contact with an HIV-infected person. As the CDC even states, quote, most people who get HIV get it through anal or vaginal sex or sharing needles, syringes, or other drug injection equipment, for example, cookers. Center for Disease Control and Prevention as of March 1st, 2020. Not only did Dr. Fauci exaggerate the risk of infection, he also helped rush a toxic and ineffective drug through the approval process under the belief that it could treat AIDS. Of course, he ignored the research showing otherwise. SPIN featured an article in 1989 written by Celia Farber that shed light on the dangerous drug and the way it was pushed in spite of science showing it was lethal. By then, many people had been killed by the drug. The parallels to the COVID vaccines are eerily similar. Over these past two years, we've seen how willing people are to go along with a narrative, even when it's scientifically unsupported. How much easier will it be to instill fear in people about a disease as feared as AIDS is? Already primed. No doubt you're familiar with the pandemic catchphrases. We're all in this together. Stay home, stay safe. A new normal. You don't do it to protect yourself, you do it to protect others. Public health policymakers and mainstream media began priming us in April and May of 2020 a topic I covered in my blog post, What If We've All Been Primed? The article clearly resonated with people as it got shared more than 1,050,000 times. Though many people saw through the propaganda, many also bought into it without question. Though most of our attention is on Russia and Ukraine at the moment, the embers of fear are still hot inside the minds of many. It'll just take a few consistent headlines and celebrity spokespeople to stoke the fear into full-fledged flames, creating hysteria and cries for more mandates and government intervention. Those headlines had just started showing up before Russia invaded Ukraine. I won't be surprised if they're the top stories once the Russia-Ukraine crisis dies down. The following are a few such stories to be aware of. A new HIV variant. As we've been conditioned to believe, a variant suggests uncertainty, which should cause fear and panic and toilet paper shortages. A recent Nature headline read, Highly virulent HIV variant found circulating in Europe. That sounds like something new is spreading across the continent. It sounds like something that should concern all men, women, and children. And that's the message people would share from such panic porn. Reading the first sentence, the article stated, A highly transmissible and damaging variant of HIV 
has been circulating in the Netherlands for decades, researchers have found. Oh, it's not all of Europe. It's just the Netherlands. And the variant isn't new, it's decades old. Then you continue for another sentence and find, quote, an analysis of more than 100 infected people suggests that the variant boosts the number of viral particles in a person's blood, making them more likely to transmit the virus. The journal Science published the actual study. They found a total of 109 infected individuals, of which 82% were men who have sex with men. The 82% gay men in the study above doesn't necessarily represent the breakdown of HIV-positive people in general, though. For example, in the United Kingdom, more heterosexual people recently tested positive for HIV than homosexual. Quote, The figures showed that of the total number of people who received a diagnosis of HIV in England in 2020, 45% were gay and bisexual men and 49% were heterosexual people. The total number of people who received a diagnosis for HIV in England in the same year was 2,630. Medical News Today. Going back to the study that made headlines, though, we're talking about just over 100 people in the Netherlands who have an HIV variant that's been around for decades. And though the variant is more infectious, it still spreads the same way, through intercourse or needle sharing with another infected person. That's quite a different story from what the Nature headline suggested, isn't it? There will be more such sens sensationalized findings, to be sure. Drugs, sex, and increasing cases. Cases have risen slightly in many states. For example, this is what the Minnesota Department of Health website states as of February 28, 2020. Hennepin and Ramsey counties are investigating an outbreak of HIV that began in December 2018. The outbreak is occurring among people who, number one, injected drugs whose residence at diagnosis was, or was unstably housed or incarcerated, in Hennepin or Ramsey County, or two, regardless of transmission risk, has spent time in an unknown encampment corridor in Minneapolis or St. Paul since December 2018, or three, regardless of transmission risk, is named as a drug injection needle, works, or sex partner, self or provider report, or is in the social network, self or provider net report, of or is molecularly linked, at least 0.5%, to a person who meets criteria 1 or 2. Why is the above important for the average person? Because the average non-needle-using, never-incarcerated, monogamous person has little to worry about when it comes to infection. And yet, as we've seen from the past, the media and financially interested politicians spin reality so everyone gets scared and then embraces high-priced medical solutions. The more people who think they're vulnerable, the more of a market that's created for the drug companies. We've heard the term vulnerable over and over with COVID-19, but the HIV vulnerable are not at all the same groups as the COVID-19 vulnerable. Remember though, Biden's administration recently helped fund free needles for drug users 
which only serves to make the drug use and future needle-sharing problem worse. Only an Ivy League graduate would have so little common sense that they'd think giving away free needles would keep drug users from sharing needles. Lockdowns increased the spread of STDs? National Geographic published an article on January 25, 2022, titled, Rates of Sexually Transmitted Infections Likely Rose During the Pandemic. You only need to read the first paragraph to understand the absurd version of reality some people live in. Quote, Stay-at-home orders coupled with a fear of exposure to COVID-19 seemingly kept many people confined at home and out of the arms of unknown partners throughout much of 2020. But in a counterintuitive twist, experts are warning of a probable and alarming increase in cases of sexually transmitted infections in the United States. Jill Kramer, National Geographic. Unfortunately, many people will read such a paragraph and without giving it another thought, accept the words as truth. I read it and thought, if people were so isolated from others that even the flu disappeared for almost two years, isn't it possible that something else caused STDs to increase? For example, what if a COVID-19 infection or the vaccine suppressed the immune system enough that they could no longer suppress the effects of these pathogens? To me, it seems more realistic to think that the introduction of something new, the virus or the vaccine, caused an uptick in STD infections rather than believing more people got infected because they couldn't get tested. An mRNA HIV vaccine in the works. The COVID vaccines were the first opportunity to introduce mRNA vaccine technology to humans. Now that the public and much of the modern medical community have accepted them, it'll be much easier to sell the new vaccines for other diseases. Never mind that the COVID versions don't stop the spread, don't stop infection, and carry serious risks of side effects and even death, even though much of this has been covered up. Oh, and one other effect that was consistently denied, they actually change your DNA. At least that's the case with the Pfizer vaccine at this point. Those who got it are literally genetically modified. That won't stop mainstream media from pushing an HIV vaccine if Moderna's clinical trials show a shred of efficacy. No doubt, the vaccines will eventually be recommended for everyone, even though the risk of an HIV infection is limited to specific groups, mainly those who could be exposed to bodily fluids from infected people. Should the HIV narrative get spun up enough to become a global pandemic, it wouldn't be surprising if the Biden administration declares a state of emergency and gives emergency use authorization to another mRNA vaccine without long-term safety data. That would mean more billions of dollars in profits for Big Pharma. Again, maybe that's why the Biden administration sent out free needles for drug users. It wasn't because they foolishly thought it would be safer for them. It was a way to get more drug users to share needles. Maybe. 
Will the whole rollout of an HIV vaccine fall under the same sort of thinking as a COVID-19 vaccine? Remember, you don't get it for yourself, you do it to protect the vulnerable. You would get an unnecessary vaccine to protect people who have sex or share needles with other infected persons. And never mind that there seems to be a cure for HIV anyway, which would negate the need for a vaccine in the first place. Prepare for what's ahead. Be prepared. Now that we've all participated in the first global trial of a pandemic response, you have to expect there will be more. The end goal will be a greater divide among those who have and those who don't, and those who obey and those who don't. You might believe your best means of protection is a strong immune system. It isn't. It's common sense. A strong immune system keeps you healthy, but common sense helps you avoid being manipulated, which can do far more harm to your soul and our nation's future than most viruses can. Thanks again for listening. If you like this content, please leave a rating on the podcast platform you're using and pass it along to others who'd find it helpful. And if you're not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe to the Nicola newsletter where I share a lot of other content you won't find on my site or podcast. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Keep growing your faith, improving your fitness, and building fortitude.